Welcome into Kentucky Thrones Radio. I'm your host, Nick Roush, as always with my buddy TJ Walker. And uh, today's a little different. We're, for the first time, KTR has gone to Skype, and we're doing it for one of the best in the biz, folks, from Kentucky Sports Radio, Mrs. Tyler Thompson. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, when Nick invited me, I geeked out really, really hard. I was like, you know, it's that time of year I get to go on podcasts and stuff and maybe even radio shows. But the call to come on Kentucky Thrones Radio was by far the most exciting thing that's happened this week. I mean, who cares about, you know, SEC tournament, Will Wade, brackets? <laughs> We've got Game of Thrones coming up in five – it's in it's 34 days, 32 days, I believe, as of this recording. And 32 days. That's, it's so close yet so far away. I still have that feeling that I don't know if I even want it to start because once it starts, then it's it, it, it it's going to be, be gone. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> so I, I'm not I'm not excited about that part of it. Uh, we did get the times for the episodes, and yes. I feel like we were lied to a little bit. Yeah, and I still don't know how much I can trust these times. Um, so this is a graphic I got from IGN, and. It's a slow build to the crescendo. So we've got six episodes here, Tyler. 54 minutes, 58 minutes, 60 minutes, 78, and then the final two are 80. And for a while, TJ and I believed that episode three would be the Battle of Winterfell. Does this make you change your mind at all, TJ, about our prediction for episode three, Battle of Winterfell? No, I think that could still be Battle of Winterfell. What we are led to believe, Tyler, and I'm sure uh, I'm curious if you've heard the same, is that that battle is literally going to be like the first shot is going to be stuff going down, like the fight starting to some capacity, and then the last one, it's still going to be the battle. So we were led to believe that it is literally going to be nonstop action. So that can still be true for an episode that isn't as long as maybe we previously thought it was going to be. Right, and didn't I read, I, I got the new Entertainment Weekly special collector's double issue. Whoa, so I've whoa. it's got like 84 pages, 78 pages of Game of Thrones um, <laughs> exclusive content. That's awesome. And I think I read in here that it's the longest, like, continuous battle scene on film ever mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, which is going to be crazy. So if that's the, if that's true, I could totally see that it, it would just be the start of the episode until the end. It's just the Battle of Winterfell, which would be awesome. So the only reason why I was like, when I saw these run times, I was like, well, in my mind, it it makes sense if it's like 10 minutes of, you know, building into the action, an hour of action, and then 10 minutes of declining action for you to kind of breathe and kind of absorb what happens. It's what you learned in like your fifth grade literature class when they talked about plots and your rising action and then your are you know, it, I thought it would be something like that. So I was like, well, maybe it is the fifth episode, but I'm, I'm with you, TJ, that I, I still think it's going to be episode three. I, you know, they've done something similar before. Remember the, was it the battle at the wall where pretty much the entire episode just happened at the wall? Blackwater was nothing but action. Yeah. That's from, true. From start to finish, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they even cut to anywhere else in the world of Westeros or across the Narrow Sea in that episode. Yeah, and I think there was some, like, they would go to Cersei hanging out drinking wine with Sansa. But like, Yeah, well, that part. But it was still during the battle. You, at any time, you could have thought everybody would jump in and maybe take them. That's why she had her little poison. And I believe, if I'm correct, too, the zigging and zagging that didn't happen in the Battle of Bastards was also – was that – is that all at Winterfell? Yeah, that was all at Winterfell, too. Boom. They've only done that a few times, and I feel like we've mentioned a couple of uh, – at least we may have mentioned all of them. Are we but forgetting any, Tyler? I can't. Well, I feel like with this, with these last six episodes, they're going to kind of swing for the fences in terms of being creative with the filming. And I think it could be really cool if one episode is just from start to finish, just the battle. Like I think that would be really neat, and I'm sure the directors would want to hang their hat on it. I'm all for it. I would. I'm going to be sweating the entire time. There's no <laughs> yeah. way around it. Sweating and drinking profusely. That's going to be one of those where you put your bottle of vino right next to you, so you don't. have Well, to go I was going to ask you all, what is your drink of choice during Game of Thrones? Because I feel like it's a wine show, right? Like Absolutely. there are some things like when you watch sports, you drink beer. Mm-hmm. I don't know other things like when you watch Mad Men, you drink bourbon. But with Game of Thrones, to me, it just feels like wine. Well, and Tyler, I, see, here's the thing is up until this point, 
Like I, I just started becoming a wine drinker. I don't know when I was rewatching uh, the show. Young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I only actually TJ was the one who kind of got me on the wine kick. He was like, "It's pretty good. You should you should give I it a try." I got you on the wine kick. Your initial suggestion, <laughs> and then I uh, one of my friends had it at a poker night instead of like just the usual beer, and it's like, "Oh, this isn't bad." And that's when I started actually purchasing it. Um, so it's definitely going to be wine moving forward. But up until this point. It was probably I don't hell, I don't even know if I was drinking during Game of Thrones episodes. Now you got to have a nice dry red wine, perfect yes. for Game of Thrones. I'm a cab cab guy. Mike Cersei, just basically drink what Cersei drinks. Exactly, and drink as much. Ooh, <laughs> t- you drink and you'll get to know things. You know what's funny is now she's the big drunk and Tyrion has cut back a little bit. Yeah, you know he's he's laying off. He he doesn't have his coin yet um, for one year sober or anything. Uh, he might have a Bravasi coin. Like Arya, no? Is he trying not to drink at all? Maybe he's just trying to look like cool around uh, um, Daenerys. But he did have that episode where he got Grey Worm and Missende drunk. Yeah, you're right. That was so great. Yeah, That That was was like one of my low-key favorite episodes. Because Tyrion, I know we'll get to this later, but Tyrion is so great for so many reasons. And I don't know if he's my favorite, favorite character, but he brings so much levity to a show that otherwise... Without him and without, you know, a couple other comedic figures like Podrick's kind of funny and, you know, Elena Tyrell is great. But like without him, the show would not nearly be as good. So let's get into that, Tyler, because I do want you, you obviously, if fans couldn't tell in the first uh, seven minutes of this podcast that you are quite the Game of Thrones nerd. You have 80 pages of it you're reading right now. Um, so I do. I, how like, did you get in this from the beginning? I know your husband is quite the nerd when it comes to your superhero movies, et cetera, et cetera. He has his own podcast about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, it, is he the one that got you into? How did you get started on Thrones? Oh my gosh. So we actually, I think it was season two. We didn't start watching it from the beginning. Uh, we were at my parents' house, which this brings <laughs> me to a great segment of what... Wow. TV shows are the worst to watch with your parents because Game of Thrones has to be up there. <laughs> it was like over Thanksgiving break or Christmas break or sometime when we were up there for an extended extended amount of time. And my mother and dad were really into it. And then we sat down and watched a couple episodes. And it was like the early season, so it was really raunchy. A lot of boobs. And I, man, I was like, oh my God, this is the most uncomfortable thing in the world. I was like, I'm going to go make popcorn. Like, I, I got to go get up and do something. I was like, I cannot be in this room with my parents. <laughs> is that really how you handled it? Like, did you, was it like a, like a playful, like, all right, let's acknowledge that this is very strange. I'm getting <laughs> up to the Eventually, we room. just acknowledged it, but okay. for a while, I was like, this is deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, especially when your dad's in the room. Like, So, <laughs> oh. when I was... How to be the worst TV show to watch with your parents. When I was a kid, our big thing was uh, watching Whose Line Is It Anyway at like 10 o'clock on ABC Family. And I was probably 12, 13-ish, and I took pride in like, I was old enough to get some of the jokes, but my siblings weren't old enough. And I would have to like look at my parents to see if it was okay if I could laugh at it. I, obviously, that show, not as near as inappropriate as Game of Thrones, but I, I still... <laughs> I was like, hey, we're comparing like a, yeah. a primetime network I, I still, gentle comedy. I felt cool, though. Yeah? So Because I, I got the jokes, but then there's this <laughs> obvious line of like, uh, you know, there's congrats on Prince being an Oberyn's, older sibling. Prince Oberyn's <laughs> having rub it, rub it in, why don't you? Orgies right now. Jeez, uh, jeez. All right, where are we going next? I was, oh, I was gonna say. So I watched a couple episodes with my parents, and uh, like I, I couldn't. Once I got over the you know the embarrassment of that, Matt and I were like, this is actually a really good show that we can watch, you know, separately away from them, and that's how we got into it. Did the parents um, keep watching? Yeah, I, actually, I think they stopped watching, which uh, probably maybe they just, that moment was so awkward for them, too. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, eh, I think we're kind of done with this. We'll move yeah. on to something else. Um, but anyway, so we started watching from there. I'm pretty sure it was season two. We went back and watched season one, and then we were up with it from there. But we started doing our rewatch recently. Ooh, okay. How far along so, are we in the rewatch? Um, we started in, I think, around January, and we're through... We're halfway through season four. So we just finished Ooh. up the trial. 
um, Tyrion's trial where nice. he has that great scene at the end where he like turns on the crowd and is like, I did you all a favor. <laughs> like, it, it's so great. So we're getting into, um, I guess next is going to be the trial by combat, which really excited for that too. Even though I'm going to have to like not look at the TV because I'm so squeamish when it comes to just brutal violence like that. But That's I'm might excited. be TJ's least favorite moment. He's yeah. still kind of a no. I I just hate actually the 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 visual of it. While horrible, it's almost you can appreciate how like how realistic you would think something like that would be. But how in the world would we ever know exactly what something like that would look like? For me, it's a scream. I hate grown men like screaming for their lives it's just yeah. I, I hate gr- anybody screaming for their lives or any animal screaming for their lives so it's probably that, a good thing that like know? that that helpless scream like is haunting to me i cannot take it you're actually tyler i think i'm you're at one episode ahead of me so i need to get back on my game this college well, basketball watch yeah we're about to get to the time of year where game of thrones unfortunately is going to have to take a little bit of a back seat and i'm not happy about that I don't, like we're I don't want you to know, the next four that, weeks is going to be crazy. That next Basketball. season is horrible. That, yeah, that next season I've been warned yeah. Well, and it's really not horrible, but compared for Game of Thrones comparisons, it is a marathon. I'm, I'm doing the exact same thing you all are, and I'm slowing down. And it's, I think it's really just because I'm on that season, and yeah. I don't, I'm not as excited to get to watch. But the guy who plays the High Sparrow is cool, but that whole dynamic is. Sucks. Dorn, my goodness gracious, is awful. Yeah. I cannot take Dorn. They did not do Dorn justice so, at all. Yeah, I was going to ask you, TJ, is a, you're a book reader, right? I am. So Sick one bro. of my friends in Nashville is a big book reader, and he was saying they screwed up Dorn so badly. And like the Sand Snakes, like in the book, he said the Sand Snakes were way more interesting than they are in the show. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I, I'll say this, I don't, if they were going to do the Dorn angle properly, then you would not get as nearly much time at the wall, everything going on with the wall. Like, they couldn't do both. They had to decide yeah. which one they wanted to be more invested in, especially if you're going to do stuff with Daenerys over in Essos, which you can make the case that maybe they went a little bit too far on some of those scenes. Yeah. But they just they weren't going to have time to do it if they, and especially if they only wanted to keep it 7 seasons. So, I think they made a mistake and I, I bet they probably, well, how quickly they killed everybody off this past season I think shows that they think they made a mistake uh because it's just rushed and it's so simplistic and it's almost a little cheesy that you have this like family of female powerful warriors that it only takes 3 of them to take down a a ton of people and a ton of guards and um, the whole thing, I think, was just a little misplayed, and I'm sure that they would be the ones to admit it. But you're right. In the books, it's great. Nick, yeah. you've, you've gotten I'm, into I, it. As a book listener, uh, <laughs> n- not a reader, I, will, I must admit, not a reader, but as a listener, the like the part that really makes it, a, like that catalyzes Dorn, that makes it important, is having Marcella down there. And they didn't explore that dynamic other than sending Jamie on a rescue mission with Bron, which is a, a very silly kind of like thing. Hey, one armed guy. Oh yeah. Go I, through I, the I, desert I and like that. save your, like it's very bizarre. Um, so yes, they could have done better, but I'm going to teach you would have to take some of Essos out because in the books, Dorn is very interwoven with Essos because they're trying, Dor- Dorn's trying to create alliance with Daenerys. I don't know if they did or not. I haven't gotten that far um, into the, the book listening process, um, <laughs> but that's how they kind of interweave them. And I think TJ's right. It would have, A, expanded this. It, you would have had to make the series longer, which I don't think they had enough time and resources for. And B, you're taking away from your, your big money makers. And how unreal! I'm glad you brought that up. I can, we just watched that that episode too. The, how how stupid is it that they also go on a secret mission? Those two, and then the two people, the two groups that are going on these secret missions that they're so worried about getting caught, meet in the middle of where they're supposed to meet and have their own little fight. Like how bad is the security at that part of Dorne <laughs> that the two different secret secret missions can can conflict on one another and have this big epic battle that results in nobody dying so i will say though tyler i do like that they did deviate though because it makes the book part fun because it's something different and it's something new that's true so it's at least something to look forward to and i think it 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 works well in that setting but it's also so many pages would you ever read the books tyler 
I think I started the first one and I just I couldn't get into it. It was I think it was because I'd seen the show already or I guess, you know, the first couple seasons. I was like, eh, I already know what happens. Like I was at that point where I was like, I can't get invested enough because I know what happens to a certain point. Yeah, man. And that first a the first season and first book are almost like verbatim. And also Sansa is just if you think she's annoying in the show, wait till you have to hear her internal monologue. God. Well, see, that's something interesting that on the rewatch, I found myself having a lot more sympathy and like respect for Sansa because you forget, I always forget how young she was and how she got so manipulated. Oh, yeah. Keep going, Tyler. <laughs> He's just shaking <laughs> I mean, his head. I know you're a Sansa fan. But like, you know, because I hadn't watched those first two or three seasons, even four maybe, and since they happened, you know, I, I feel like the later seasons are always on HBO. So, like, if you turn it on, it's like, oh, there's another marathon on of season five. Okay. And I feel like I've seen those seasons a lot more than I have the original ones. Like, you know, Sansa, sure, she's annoying. She's, you know, always being, like, the the good little princess girl, like, dutiful, like, playing with her dolls. And I think they want you to like Arya more than her because Arya is a tomboy. But then, I mean, I think part of it is, too, I, I would really liked Arya at the start, but the faceless men thing made me hate her. Like, mm. I hate that storyline, and it made me turn on her, which it's it's kind of crazy how I've done, like, a complete 180. And Sansa also is a kid, and she's a bratty kid that obviously has been spoiled the majority of her life, and she develops and grows as a character, and you can make a case that nobody that is still around has been through as much as as Sansa has been through. We do a character development switch and and come around on Jamie Lannister who's boning his sister and tried to murder a little kid <laughs> and we're all we're all right with him, but Sansa was annoying to Arya with Joffrey and we and, and people can't forgive her for that. And I get that some of these other people have maybe more redeeming qualities because they have dragons or they're super awesome warriors that are maybe going to end up betraying their love sister but Sansa's doing stuff behind the scenes too and Winterfell isn't in stark possession without her I'm kind of nerding out right now but it's true like I don't get why like I, I, I get Karamba, it she's kind of I, I think it's kind of fun <laughs> for people to kind of hate on Sansa but in reality she she's one of the deeper characters on the show I think she makes a she makes you hate her and then you end up loving her because she gets better and she learns as she grows and she has played a vital part in this story that again nobody's wanting to give her credit for and she's got really badass clothes. I'll just say it. Yeah, and she's I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm the only girl the, on the show right now, but I'll say it. I think that that plays a role in it as well. Yeah, yeah, Sansa Schmanta. Uh She's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm a fan too, but I just the beginning so annoying, especially the fact that like Ned and them would have gotten out of Dodge, but she she ratted on Ned to Cersei. Yeah, she's not perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was she gonna do though? That's that's my thing. Like yeah, she was. It, Nick. You always bring it up. Answer it. Yeah. What was she gonna do? Do what her dad told her. Okay. That's called parenting. Dad knows best. She really took marrying Joffrey over her dad having a head. That's ultimately what she did. I know she was too dumb to realize it, but come on. No. I don't Ned, think she had a choice. Yeah, Ned didn't have a head because Joffrey's a maniac. They Everybody had come to D. Everything worked out perfectly. But she was... Everybody was going to oh. be on the same page. It did. Well, it was going to Ned work was out gonna perfectly get the kids. until Joffrey backstabbed everything. Well, but Ned was going to get the kids out of town. They were, he was going to get Sansa and Arya. But she was like, oh, but I want to marry Joffrey so bad. So she tells the queen who she thinks is on her side. That's just silly. But like, I don't think that would have changed anything for Ned. Uh, I like how this is like turned into TJ and Tyler gang up on Nick podcast. Yeah, yeah. I love it too. Let's <laughs> let's go. I usually uh, we we well we don't Nick and I don't we don't ever really disagree all that much. Yeah, that's why it was good on our radio show today. We had Bobby Regan on, and he disagreed vehemently with you. And it was like this is man, we've been agreeing too much. We gotta we gotta have more head back. We gotta be more first takey. That's what sells. You you want hot takes? Yes, I want hot takes. Um, that's why. I, I'm I'm ready to re- actually no I'm not I'm gonna wait I'm gonna just let it simmer because I've got a nice theory I wanna I wanna throw at you but I, I'm gonna wait till the end. Um, <laughs> okay. Tower, we, so we you you mentioned earlier that you're a big Tyrion fan. Are, yeah, I love Tyrion. Are you willing enough to say he's your favorite? <laughs> I think that's the easy answer, but I'm gonna give you all a different character that's my favorite because. When I've been watching, rewatching all these episodes, I'm reminded how awesome she is, and it's Olena Tyrell. Oh. I think she is so great. 
And she has the best one liners. I mean, I just think she is so hilarious. I mean, Tyrion is great and everybody loves Tyrion, but I, o- Olena makes me laugh like every single time. Yeah, you feel like you, if we would have gotten more of her, we would have loved every second of oh, She yeah. reminds me of Bronn in that sense, that it's like, yeah. don't, don't be scared to have more of this character. Well, and the the thing that uh, about her and Bronn is they, they don't pull any punches. Like, they say what they mean. And especially, like, how many people are willing to stand up to Tywin Lannister? Everybody's scared of that guy, and she's just like, oh, I mean, they're back and forth talking about the upcoming what? It's, it's freaking awesome. I love the part we just watched the episode where she leaves um, after Joffrey's death and she's walking around the garden with somebody and she's like, thank God I don't have to walk around this garden anymore. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love her so much. She's great. The nerd me loved when we saw High Garden because that's that was one of the few for book readers. That was one of the few places that we haven't seen visualized. And Casterly Rock were both two. That we, we, haven't we seen like flashbacks of Castle Lock? I know, I know with the Cersei one, they're in the forest, so you don't really get yeah, one. I don't think. But we, you're right, we did get. But that one was cool too because we saw like inside. And that was that was a quick hitter too. They yeah. both they, well, they both were relatively. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, I don't think there's anywhere else is going to be new for us they, to see. They've been to Old Town. Lannisport's not that important. Um, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think we've hit all the right places. I, I like how in the Dreadfort too, they never really showed it all. It was just kind of like close-up, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which, man, in hindsight, it's it's one of those you forget how much Ramsey Bolton sucked. And Ramsey's around for quite some time. Yeah, he is. Oh, the worst. Is, who's, who's your least favorite villain, Tyler? Uh, I mean, it's got to be either Ramsey or Joffrey. Joffrey's terrible. I mean... He, I just am reminded rewatching these episodes how terrible he is. But Ramsey is like another level of evil. Like it's like if Joffrey had grown—I don't know—grown up a little more and like gotten even more like twisted and evil. Like I, I don't know. I guess I go with Ramsey because he's just terrible. It's they're, almost, they're both awful. It's almost like Joffrey is the uh, Jason Voorhees, where he's definitely a bad guy. And you definitely don't like him, but like the guy in Hannibal Lecter is like this twisted one who like is willing is going to mess with you too while you're doing it because that's what Ramsey does. He messes with people. He think like he, th- he Theon thinks that he's in the clear all too often, and then oh by the way, after he's torturing you, he's going to make you basically his pet. Well, that's what I've forgotten when we were rewatching uh, the first time you see Ramsey, you're like, oh, he's here to save. Theon, and then, you know, like, he leads him out into the forest and whatever, and it turns out he was just messing with him the whole time. Like, he's like a mastermind, and he's just, it's so evil, but that made his death, like, so satisfying. He's a lot worse in the the books. In the books, Theon can't run because he's missing too many toes. Uh, he's like, he, he yeah. doesn't, he only has a few teeth. So like the food he eats has to be like smushed up. He has to eat bugs and, and rats. There's a very detailed, oh, the rats one. Of yeah. him <laughs> just biting into uh. a rat and every, and blood going everywhere. We've talked a lot about Ramsey on this show. I, this is a question that I think could be interesting. Okay. It's something maybe we should remember to ask future guests as well. Tyler, what do you, do you consider Robert Baratheon a good, a good guy, bad guy? Ooh. I don't think there's a, I don't know. I don't think there's a great answer to that. I think he's just an average guy. It's, you know, he came into power. He wasn't really good or evil. He certainly wasn't as evil as Joffrey was, but I I don't know. He just seemed like an okay guy. I mean, he was friends with Ned. That has to count for something, right? Like Ned's an upstanding guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll say this. He started a ginormous war on a lie. Uh, you're talking tens of thousands <laughs> yeah. of people dead. That's not a cool thing to do. And I, is this ever clear, Nick, that like, do we know if Robert knows that Lyanna just wanted to be with Rhaegar? That, yeah. Just didn't want to be with him. I don't think or that's does, or clear. Does he legitimately think that she was stolen and raped. I think he always legitimately believed that she was stolen. Uh, but in under the fact that like he still loved her, um, Cersei said that sometimes he would say Lyanna's name, like when yeah. they were together. So, and he's the type of vengeful person that, like, I don't think he's giving up. And you know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't forget that. He would be, he would hate her if he if he thought that she actually did love Rhaegar. So, That's a good point. And and I also think he used that vengefulness as justification for making sure 
uh, crazy inbred king didn't burn down King's Landing. That yeah, king's pretty no, crazy. No, that's why it's a complicated question. But also, you know. He's a crappy king, had, though. like, 21 bastards, so that's cheating on your wife. I mean, that is that is a ton of cheating on your wife. I, like, it's a, he is I, – I can see either side of it. If somebody thinks he is a bad, a bad guy, it kind of makes sense. Uh, he killed a ton of babies. He wanted to kill Daenerys, who was a child. Yep. Um, and if people think he's a good guy, I, I, he's a good dumb guy. Ooh, very dumb. Very that, dumb. I, that would be the way I, I could spin that. But I could see either side of it. I think it's an interesting question. So, Tyler, we talked about this briefly with I don't know, maybe even Eddie. I don't. I don't know where this is. We've we've done a lot of Game of Thrones talking, but Gendry. Bringing him back after like four seasons away, give or take, we feel like the purpose is to make weapons or so. Do you think that Gendry could like be a, a play a role in that if once the war is over with, Gendry's like big dog Baratheon still left standing? I could see that. I could totally see that. I mean, I'll be honest, when he came back, I'd forgotten about him. I'd, I'd ask Matt, I'm like, who is that again? Like, but. I think he came back, you know, obviously he's got a skill and a trade. They're going to use that. I think there's going to be something with him and Arya. I think because when I was rewatching, they had like all these little moments together when they were on the run with, when they were um, prisoners. Mm -hmm. So I could see something happening there. Like, I think there was even the last time they saw each other, he said something like, um, she was like, well, if that happened, I'd be like, I don't know, your sister or something. He said, no, you be my lady. And I was like, yeah, I could see some romance stirring for young Arya and Gendry. Now not so young Arya. I know, I know. But can we talk about Arya a little bit? Yes, please. Give us your thoughts. I was a tomboy growing growing up. Like, you know, I feel like I related to Arya a lot in the early seasons. But then she's become one of my least favorite characters. Oh, you don't like the stern, cold, I'm going to murder you, Arya? It's not even that. Like, I feel like if it was just that, I would like her. But the whole Faceless Men seasons just killed it for me. I mean, it was like they took this really cool character who had a lot of spunk. She clearly had, you know, she's talented at fighting and swordsmanship and all that. I liked the seasons of her with the Hound. I thought they had a weird kind of cool rapport. And then they take her and her, you know, across the, the sea and to this Faceless Man thing. And all of her development just... It's it's not that it stalled because she learned things there and stuff, but I, it just she became very uninteresting to me. And as I was reading through my Entertainment Weekly, they should really give you all like a sponsorship for this post or something. <laughs> but um, I'm reminded of another reason she annoys me is she's responsible for the whole Ed Sheeran cameo. You remember how terrible that was? Oh, who cares? He was in oh. there. He just said a few words. I mean, Tyler, let's be real. If you wanted, I don't know who your favorite celebrity would be, but if you were in that position, you would have pulled the same strings. It was just such a cheesy, cheesy, cheesy like segment. It was like I just wanted to fast forward through it. It was so contrived. It was clearly just there for you know her, the actress. I don't know. I I feel like I if. The whole Faceless Men thing didn't happen. I'd still be a huge Arya fan. It's just now she's... It's like she comes off as just so arrogant and entitled. I don't know. I agree with that. Well, I think she's very... Like, I don't hate Arya, but also she she's not in my top five of favorite characters. Well, but in, in just in the Stark family alone, they've had so much of their personality just, like, wiped clean. So, like, Bran mm-hmm. is just devoid of any char- charisma whatsoever. Arya is a close second... Sansa has been treated like to all hell to where she still has her, like she's just her, she's herself. She's just a colder version of it. And John was even more so whenever he came back from the dead. So they've done a real good job about making the Starks like the most morose, this joyful family of protagonists that we started the show off with. They're now just like the most sullen group of saps. Well, also I think uh, Arya is not necessarily like her other Starks. Like her brothers. How so? She's different than actually everybody in the family. Because, like Tyler said, her arrogance. You don't, and no other Stark is really arrogant. They're all honorable and do things the right way. They have the fight that she has, but they go, they, they go about it in a much different way where she 
will be the first she'll make the first move where the the other starks will say no let's just try to do this level-headed and not do anything too crazy Arya is crazy she's kind of like mark stoops after the citrus bowl (laughs) (laughs) she's been playing with a chip on her shoulder for so long that she just wants to talk shit now so I, I totally I can understand that that viewpoint though, but uh, I I'm all in on that. Um, Tyler, I'm I'm prepared now. I want to I want to lay my Jamie Lannister theory on you because we're going to be asking you about your kind of predictions for the upcoming season. So I want to lay one that I've been crafting for not a long time, but the other day I just realized you know what I'm going with this. I fully believe this. I back it 100. percent I'm in on this. So. In doing my rewatch, I've really, I've really grown to like the, uh, I've really grown to like Jamie Lannister, the handless, incestual Lannister of all people. Like the guy who's the worst guy of all in the first episode, I've grown to like that guy more than anybody. And so I'm paying closer attention. And one thing I noticed is how much they kind of crap on him in this road to redemption, and how much he wants to do the right thing. Um, but he's not always given the opportunity because he can't swing a sword anymore. So, right. Uh, he he's at first. The the biggest scene that points out to me is the one scene where he's hanging out in the the king's guard room, and they're looking at the book of all the knights of the king's guard, and they've got all their list of accomplishments there. And Joffrey's just like, "Huh, look at your page, Uncle. Where's everything at here?" And I I believe later on he figures out how to write and he starts filling it in. Is that correct, TJ? I I don't remember if I'm thinking book stuff or not, but regardless, that happens. Um, he learns how to fight, which kind of not not pointless, but he goes. He's jumping through all of these hoops, and in every Game of Thrones character situation, I feel like that they keep them around to serve a purpose at the end. And for a long time, we thought that it was for him to be the Valonqar to kill Cersei and be the good guy at the end because Cersei's the worst. I think a lot of people thought that whenever they saw Cersei taking the crown at the end and he kind of walks in, he's like, what are you doing, Cersei? But I think, especially after the trailer when he's, I fight for the living, not the dead. I've become, I'm, I'm officially putting my stake in the ground that Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer, is going to fulfill his prophecy and slay the Night King. Oh wow! Yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna slay Cersei, but that I, that works too. If you want to take it one step farther, so here's the thing: he proved that he's willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Allah, he's charging at Daenerys and her dragon, and if it wasn't for Bronn tackling him off of his horse into a deep lagoon, he would have died. I think he got, that was his practice run. You know, that was his Appalachian State. Actually, that's a bad term. That was his McNeese State warm-up game. And now he's ready for the big dog. He's ready for the Night King. I don't know how they'll execute it because that would be really clumsy of him. But I think he's ultimately going to be the one to kill the Night King. And and here we go. Here's where it could take a next step further. I, this is just some food for thought. Arya takes his face afterwards, kills Cersei to fulfill that prophecy. And then Ooh. as Cersei's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would do this to me, Jamie. Arya peels off the face and she completes her checklist of people she wants to kill. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I could see. The, you get a little more out of control, I think, with the Are you taking bit, the face? But yeah. But the Jamie part was spot on. Hey. Yeah, I think when you were talking about Jamie's redemption, I think it really, the, the part where he started to make decisions, like, for the betterment of people, like, good decisions – was when he gave Brienne like that suit of armor and the sword. Mm-hmm. Like that was right around the time when he was like looking at the book and he was trying to figure out what, you know, his legacy was going to be. Um, I thought that was a really cool moment. And from then on, it's like the redemption tale. Like it's, you really do kind of fall in love with him as a character, which is crazy because he was such an asshole early on. Like, <laughs> he, he was pushed, the worst. He pushed Braun out of a tower. It was terrible. Uh, but no, I, I could see that happening. I really like that theory. I still think it's going to be him that kills Cersei, not you know, Arya, not his face that Arya has. But I think that he is going to fulfill the prophecy and kill Cersei, and that's going to be a really just powerful scene. And I can't wait to see it happen. Awkward scene is going to be when he sees Bran. 
Yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although Brand's kind of like a computer weirdo now. Yeah, he's, he's basically not. Siri. Hey, I didn't. I forgot. To, I didn't have this theory when we talked about the trailer uh-huh. last week, but I don't think Arya running around. I think she is in King's Landing in those scenes. Oh, I do. Uh, because it, did you watch the the lit up yeah, version? Yeah, the, the lit, the lit up. See, I tried to ignore it at first, and I actually got a screenshot sent as we were doing that episode. Somebody sent me a screenshot, and I thought you could see who was in the background. Then I remembered. Oh wait. They're focused on Arya. Of course, it's going to be blurry, and you're not going to be able to see that person. Yeah. And I ended up looking, but you think it's King's Landing now? I think it's King's Landing. It looks like that's maybe two people there. Uh, another theory I, I saw was that she was getting chased by a, a, a wit or white, if you if you will, that she knew. Like it was a, a, a recognizable Ooh. face. Maybe somebody came out of the crypts or something along those lines. Ooh. And, uh, that's Lady what Stoneheart? we also talked about too. Is like if he can raise people, does that mean he gets to raise people from the grave? Maybe that does happen. But I, I think she's in King's Landing, and I think maybe she—that's a scene right after she had killed Cersei or had killed somebody, or maybe she just is there and gets caught, and this is her way that she gets a guard's face or something like that. But I think she is in King's Landing, uh, trying to complete her mission. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Tyler, what was your favorite part of the trailer? We talked about it all last week without any guess. Well, uh, what's your take on it? Um, I really liked, I love all the stuff with the dragons. I'm a big Daenerys dragons person. And I think that basically the trailer confirmed that John's going to ride a dragon, right? Yeah. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. we're led to believe. Although I think it'd still be cool if Tyrion did, but I, I think it's going to be John. It's all but certain after that. Um, just watching the trailer just made me think we still have like however many days, what'd you say? Like 34 or something to go. Yeah. <sighs> it's too far away. It's too far. It's going to fly by though with March Madness. That's, yeah. And the th- cause the thing is though, is we're probably not going to get anything in new. And, like we, you've got, you've got your entertainment weekly article and you've got oh, your man. trailer. It's, it's great. Let me tell you, there's like all these different like character portraits in it too. I'm sure you can look online. It's all there. I'm, Nick was making fun of me because I have an actual paper copy of the magazine. He's like, people get paper copies <laughs> of magazines now. Are you hanging it up in your locker at school? I might. I might. In my cover, I got the uh, the Jamie Lannister cover too. Oh. So one of the 16 different covers. Um, but I have a 17. dilemma I need you all to help me solve. Ooh, oh, yes. That's what we're here for. Ask the maesters. And, okay, so I don't want to get all first world problems on, on you know, on this podcast, but I'm going to Greece in late April, early May. Okay. And I'm going to miss episode four. Hmm. So how, I mean, I'm going to be overseas, so mm-hmm. HBO Go doesn't work, I don't think. It HBO doesn't? Now doesn't work. So I either have to find, I'm going to be with, like, my husband and then four more friends. We're all Game of Thrones fans. So I don't know if they're gonna if there's gonna be a way to watch it over there, and if not, I just say, well, I'll just you know ignore the spoilers or whatever. But I mean, we're gonna be traveling back. It's gonna take us a while to get back. I'm gonna look at my phone, mm-hmm. and it's you know I think we come back on like a Thursday or something. Ooh, that's it's gonna a be long really time. hard to look at Twitter or Facebook or anything at that point and not get spoiled. You just got to find a way to watch it. Yeah. I know. There's no other uh, there's no other way about it. You're going to have to illegally stream it. Um are you did are you going to have your computer? I'm I don't want to take it, but I mean somebody'll have like an iPad or something. Yeah, think. but iPad it's always seems harder to stream on a website. It's harder websites. to bootleg, yeah, yeah, on a on a pad. Maybe the hotel like will have like a computer. That's we'll that, all like pile around it. And they may just have HBO <laughs> there. Yeah. I don't know. If, if well, I mean the damn thing shot there, in Greece, know. like of course they've got to be able to air it there too, right? You would think it's weird. I remember one trip we were on we were trying to watch something on like HBO Go or watch ESPN. And if you're overseas, it doesn't work all the time. So if there are listeners, Kentucky Thrones Radio listeners <laughs> in Greece who yeah, <laughs> in Greece or just overseas or who have like experienced the same issue, let me know because that's gonna be hell. So luckily if we are to believe that the Battle of Winterfell is episode three, I'll see that right before I go. So Whew. Man, I see. I did learn that, like when I went on the honeymoon, I realized, oh, there's some different stuff on Netflix. But it turns out it's just different countries have different rights 
So I'm just hoping that you got a hotel that has, we have HBO here, like in neon lights on the outside of it. I hope so. I sure hope so. Man, that'd be tough. Did, now, You're talking t- like a little crappy motel off the side <laughs> of the road of Greece, HBO, heart-shaped jacuzzi. Remember when like the, all the episodes leaked early a few seasons ago? Actually, this was a long time ago. It was probably season no, yeah, I do remember three or that. four. I did not watch any of them ahead. I, I think I watched one. But that was remember. back when it was not like appointment television just yet. It was probably season three. I remember the house I was living at in college. So it's been quite some time. Season three or four. But still, I'm very big on just like, hey, you see it as you come. You enjoy it as you get it. But I would, if they came out with some illegal downloads early, Tower, you got to get all over that. Yeah, it'd be really, really hard to pass up. I don't know. It, it would be tough. I don't like to read spoilers, and especially these days, you know, if you don't watch it live, you really got to be careful about when you get on social media. Mm-hmm. But that would be tough to turn down. And how much trouble would the person who leaked it get into? Oh, man. man. And I see, the thing is, too, is you're trying to get away from, like, the internet and stuff on vacation. But this is something you, like, no. You have to be... <laughs> around the well, internet all, all six of us are like major game of thrones fans so i don't know what mm. the time difference is it's probably like six or seven hours but it'll be awesome we'll be Ooh. like either getting up really early and watching game of thrones or in the middle of the night Ooh, what if you're six or seven hours ahead and it airs in greece before everybody else and then you're the one who spoils it for all of us they're not oh doing, man i would not... totally do it <laughs> i would totally do it they would never that First place that's shown is in America. Yeah, that's people yeah. would just riot. They would riot. They actually would. Um, so can I share my crazy theories? Yes, since we're please. Talking crazy. Please. It's actually not mine. It's Let's one I heard um, from one of my friends, Cameron, who is big. He like reads Reddit a lot, so it probably oh. came from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the the like fever dream that Daenerys has uh, when she's in um, the house of the un- the house of the undead. Is Undying. That it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and she sees like the the you know the Iron Throne and like the whole hall is you know in ruins and there's snow falling. Mm-hmm. So this theory is you have because it's the Song of Ice and Fire. So you've got Jon Snow and you've got Daenerys, and they have to kill each other for the whole realm to go on. And then it leaves everything in ruin. And the only person left, there's like a couple people left, but the only person left of importance is Cersei. And she gets the throne, but she's basically ruining, or, you know, ruling over ruin. Hmm. That's interesting. Sounds really depressing, though. I know. I don't know if I buy it, but it's it's a theory that's out there on the interwebs. The so. the the quote that I think it was Arya Macy Williams I, that stands out, and I could be wrong. It could have not been her. The quote that sticks with me is she said, "Some people are going to hate it, some people are going to love it, but everybody's going to be entertained, or everybody's going to like enjoy the moment of how it ends." So that would seem a little bit too dark or that like I couldn't see enough people loving it for her to say that and she also could just be full of shit and trying to mislead people because that's what they probably should do but that quote I'm going to stand my final prediction when it's all said and done to that quote where Probably one of them dies between John and Daenerys but not both Both, of them killing off both would be brutal and then there'll be you know, probably 60% of your favorite characters that will die and you just have to cross your fingers that your 40% is the one that will survive Tyler, who do you think – who's your one character that, like, you're going to be just disheveled if they kill off this character? Disheveled. <laughs> yes. Destroyed? Dis- um. Yes. You're going to just be so distraught that you chug another bottle of wine and you're just you're, – you're over it. You start tweeting out gifts. You're just done. Can we – can we take a second that yeah. you just said disheveled? Yeah, why do you not I like disheveled? I feel like this is like a Ryan Lemon moment on the radio. Uh, disheveled is a gr- – I love to use the word disheveled. Just, that refers to somebody's, like, hair or clothing. Well, if I if I am exactly. distraught, you, I would be disheveled. Too. Exactly. So you're, you're 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 referring to like how her hair would just be way out of control <laughs> that we couldn't believe it. She is going to be just like <laughs> crinkling up her hair and like <laughs> kicking her feet. Like it's going to be just so messy. I I does that mean I'm never disheveled because my hair is just always uh, not your there? shirts shirt clothing can be disheveled hair it's appearance. You're an appearanceist. Yeah. Well, let's see. I would be disheveled. If I don't know, I mean, 
I think I've resigned myself to the fate that John or Daenerys is going to die. And I, I like both of those characters. I'm not a super, super John fan like a lot of people are. But <clears throat> I guess I like Daenerys more. I think what's going to be the most upsetting part for me is when the dragons go. Yeah. And I don't know if all of them are going to go or just some of them are going to go. But that's going to be really, really hard to watch. Oh, man. I bet one survives, I think. Which one, though? Is it going to be Drogon because he's the biggest and like we have the most emotional attachment to him? Or That probably makes him a candidate more likely to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe uh, it'll it'll be the other one, and people will be like, yeah, or at least we got one, but it wasn't even the one we wanted. <laughs> oh, what if both John and, well, I guess this would depend on time, because do we think Daenerys is pregnant? Oh, good question. Yeah, I think so. Because if this, I don't know how long this season is going to, like, the time span of it, if it's going to be nine months or whatever, but if it is, maybe both John and Daenerys die, but the baby lives, and the yeah. baby takes over. The I think that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think and how do pregnant. we? how do you all feel about John and Daenerys? Like, Oh, yeah, that's hottest incest ever. It's a right? little. I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to like incest, but. <laughs> but you were rooting for it, though. Yeah, everybody was. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I wish you could see TJ's face right now, Tyler, because he has this very <laughs> uncomfortable like. So that's yeah. John's second partner. Yeah, and, after he, tu- and he touched uh, Melisandre's boob. Yeah, yeah, he touched her <laughs> boob. Just a little classic boob grab. And then what's this for Daenerys? Drago. The other guy that they changed the actors on, uh, Dario Does that count as two? Yeah. Dar- <laughs> Ooh, she also the she also had the uh, the her help her whatever you call it, handmaid. Oh, she oh full wow. does that really count? Yeah, though? that was just locker room. <laughs> locker room talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those locker room stuff. Do we think that she had sex with that little? The the guy who was the slave the the slave master that tried to convince her in opening the fighting pits that she like was going to marry for oh, just no. status yeah, yeah. No, that, that didn't happen you don't think they slept together no 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 so way. yeah they're 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 like one of the few people that aren't promiscuous in this show and we're just gonna kill them off kill off their virtue virtue be damned yeah they're going at it oh man but I I do think though we know Cersei's pregnant now right ain't no way that baby's staying around. No. no, although I will say the trailer was almost like a little bit too blatant on that. Like they like it certainly seems like they're giving away the fact that that baby's not sticking around, which everybody kind of figured wouldn't happen anyways. But that trailer almost just confirmed it, which there's a little part of me that thinks maybe they're doing this to set us up and the baby actually sticks around for a while and she dies pregnant or something like that, which would obviously be tragic. But I don't know. It seemed a little bit too. It seemed a little too obvious. A little bit of a too low hanging fruit there. Hmm. Interesting. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, am I crazy thinking that? No, no. I'm. Or maybe they're just saying, yeah, like who cares? She she did miscarry, and that's that. Like that's all. Are you it, saying that I haven't watched the trailer like a ton of times, but because she was drinking, or yeah, well, and, and that's also a good point. Is like the Westerosi pregnancy rules probably didn't necessarily apply to a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, but I she, doubt they even knew. But like. Yeah. Her sadness. Yeah, but like, yeah, there was that scene where she's kind of like, there's a little smile on her face, but it's mostly just tears. And then also the wine scene. I just thought you add those two together, it seems like, all right, she doesn't look happy. Maybe yeah. it's because Daenerys is just, because Daenerys is about to take the throne from her, though. Or maybe it's because she doesn't have a baby anymore. Oh, oh, or maybe. <laughs> um, or Tyler, we, we need to start wrapping things up. There's... The SEC fever, I'm starting to catch it. I'm, I'm, oh, actually, gosh. I'm actually itching right now. Uh, but I, I want to know, we've asked every guest this, who do you think is going to be sitting on the Iron Throne when this show comes to a close in 10 weeks, Tom? 10 weeks. 10 weeks. I think it's going to be Daenerys. Okay. Because I think they've set it up like that, and I – I think it's either her, or John, but I just can't see it being John because I could see himself sacrificing 
for it. Like I don't think he would, although we haven't seen him since he's obviously known that he has the right to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So his whole attitude could change, but he seems like such a, you know, when it comes down to it, he's going to do the right thing and sacrifice himself and, you know, whatever. Um, I could see it being Daenerys. I'm not, I'm not certain at all about that, though. I, I still want there to be some way it could be both John and Daenerys, but that's way too happy of an ending for George R. R. Martin or whoever is, I don't know if he's still pulling the strings behind this or what. Yeah. I, I still think it's like his outline that, but he obviously has different people writing the, what's going to happen well, on screen. He but. actually made headlines today. Yeah, he did. George R. R. Martin is not happy with the giants for trading Odell Beckham. Well, you know what? <laughs> Get off your ass and write another damn book. <laughs> Whoa. Come on, George R. R. You're not like just just look at you, all right? You're not that a bastion of health. Like, how many how many pages together. do you think he's written of this book? Oh man, there, there's some there, theories out there that he has the book written, but he's waiting till the series ends and kind of cools off for a little bit. Then to make more then money. he releases just to get kind of the the jolt back into the Game of Thrones world, if you could, which would kind of make sense. Yeah, I could see it. I, which I mean, could you know then then we're probably talking about a year away. Because people are going to be talking about the end of this show for a while. Well, oh, yeah. probably just a couple months, but even that is a while. Most people just move on from one show to the next. Oh, we are not moving on from this, though, damn it. Not moving <laughs> on at all. Oh, man, this has been fun, Tyler. Yeah, I'm just so happy to be on. Like I said, it's I've been just sitting here listening to all your all's episodes. I'm like, maybe one day they'll call and... And I'll get to be on the podcast. <laughs> so it's been a dream. <laughs> well, we're happy that we got you on. And we hope that everybody else who's listening now is also listening to your podcast, The OTT. Yes. And I believe you're going to have a new episode dropping right around this time as well. I hope so. My my co-host is uh, is ill. And oh, ill let me tell you all, you all are, you're lucky in that neither of you have kids yet. So whenever I try to schedule a podcast or to do a podcast, I have to work around my co-host's baby and his schedule. So it's like, ah, babies. Gosh. I know. They're so cute, <laughs> but they, they sneeze, they fart, they poop, they puke. Ugh. They mess up our podcast schedules. I know. So entitled. <laughs> yeah. Babies. <laughs> Good riddance. Oh, man. Well, this has been fun. We hope you all enjoy this. Uh, in, enjoy a little bit of time away from the Thrones um, while you're watching your basketball, but then get right back to it because we're only 32 days away, folks. Thank you all once again for listening to Kentucky Thrones Radio.